Greetings, Body of Messiah, Mark Pulley here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida, bringing you another teaching from Yah's Laws and Commandments. Thank you for tuning in to our channel. We pray that today's teaching will be a blessing to you, will encourage you to grow and to continue following Yahweh's Laws and Commandments. The title of today's teaching is Jesus is not Yeshua and Yeshua is not Jesus. So let's get started. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21. Now I read out of a restored names Hebraic version of the scriptures because I discovered some years ago and you'll understand further at, after the end of this teaching why I say what I'm saying is that the scriptures were changed by Rome by Constantine and they removed almost everything that was Jewish from them Hebraic, and they inserted, they removed Yahweh's name, and they they inserted a, a false name, L-O-R-D, G-O-D, and J-E-S-U-S. And so, as a Hebraic root ministry, we focus on what the original Hebrew scriptures say so the scriptures that I refer to all the time will have the restored names of Yahweh and Yeshua in them. So, in Matthew 1, 21, it says, And she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Yahshua, or Yeshua. For he will save his people, Israel, from their sins. Another Hebraic version says that you shall name his, your son, and you shall name him Yahshua, for Yahweh is salvation. And that's what Yeshua means in the Hebrew, that Yahweh is salvation. So let's go to Acts chapter 4, and it says, verse 12, very familiar, Neither is there salvation, healing, deliverance, restoration, that's all what salvation means, forgiveness, in any other, for there is no other name under heaven, given among men whereby we must be saved. And that's a quote out of the Torah, Joel chapter 2, verse 32. So, I, like I said, I, the title of this is Jesus is not Yeshua and Yeshua is not Jesus. And if you are calling 
Now we learned yesterday in our assembly service, and I put it on Facebook as well, or not Facebook, but on YouTube as well, and on our podcast as well, that if you are using the name J-E-S-U-S, and you're going to understand further today why I'm saying this, that according to the Torah, Exodus 20, verses 2 and 3, he said not to have any other gods before him. So, if you are using the name J-E-S-U-S, that's just not a name someone came up with, but it represents the pagan Rome's sun gods. So, if you are using the name J-E-S-U-S, it is another god. It's not the Messiah of the Scriptures, you then are guilty of idolatry. If you are using the word or use the words L-O-R-D, which, re which means Baal, represents Satan, represents the sun gods, the Canaanite gods, you too are guilty of idolatry. We've all been there. I was there too. So, <clears throat> And if you use the word G-O-D, G-O-D is the name of the god of fortune named G-A-D. You need to do all your research on these uh, to, to confirm what I am saying is true. So, J-E-S-U-S is not the Messiah's name. When he walked this earth, he was called by a Hebrew name. And some people may disagree on it's Yahshua, Yeshua, Yahushua, Yeshua. Um, but nonetheless, those are different forms of Hebrew. But for sure, his name, he was never called J-E-S-U-S when he walked the earth. The first 300 years of the Messiah's reign and of the early believers, he was not called J-E-S-U-S. That name did not begin until the year 325 by Rome. Okay? <clears throat> so understand that. That's the first thing we need to understand. The second thing, the Church of Rome took extraordinary steps to destroy all the knowledge of the second century Jewish books that contained in them the Hebraic name of the Messiah. They took extraordinary steps to destroy them. Okay? So, you have to ask yourself, what was the Roman Church, Christianity Church, hiding? What are they still hiding? Now, many of them, I'll admit, it's through ignorance, but many of them have heard, you know, like people that I'm friends with, have heard our teachings, read our teachings, read the scriptures, and they choose to ignore it. They reject it. 
they fight to hold on to their um, position of Christianity and the false name J-E-S-U-S. They fight to hold on to it. So the enemy has them fight to hold on to it to keep them in idolatry, to keep them in paganism. And, and if, and we know it's true, that there is only one name for salvation, and it's not J-E-S-U-S, and if they are calling on the name J-E-S-U-S, you're going to find out what it stands for here in a minute, but they're calling on a, face, a false name. And if you're calling on a false name, expecting to receive a Hebraic um, result, you're going to come up short. The plan of the Greeks was simple. They merely dropped the Hebrew terminology of names which referred to the Hebraic deity, Yahweh and Yeshua, and substituted the names or and letters referring to the name of their supreme deity of Rome. See, before Yeshua came, Rome was involved in the worship of Canaanite gods. They were involved in the worship of Zeus. And Zeus was their savior. And the name Zeus was the name of what they thought was their savior. Now they're wrong. He's no savior. That's just a form of deception. But the plan of the Greeks was simple. And that was to convince all these pagans to convert to a new religion and that their savior is head of this new religion called Christianity, Catholicism. And so the Greeks went through the scriptures and began to change things. All the way up to our modern day, where in most translations you think the, he, the Messiah's name is J-E-S-U-S. You think that he's, that name is the Anointed One. And here's another nugget to know. In Rome's pagan deities, all their pagan deities were called Christos, which is where they get the word Christ from. Christ is not Yeshua's last name. Matter of fact, in the Hebrew, it doesn't say Yeshua Christ or Yahshua Christ. It says Yahshua Hamashiach, which means the Messiah. So the modern, the modern scriptures, not the Hebraic scriptures, but the modern scriptures that Rome translated all use the name J-E-S-U-S and Christos, which is a compound word, Jesus, J-E-S-U-S, is a compound word of I-E and S-O-U-S or Z-O-U-S, which means Hail Zeus.
That's what it means in the Greek. It means Hail Zeus. So when you use the name of J-E-S-U-S -S and Christos, or just the name J-E-S-U-S, you are actually calling upon the deity of the sun gods called Zeus. And you are saying, Hail Zeus. And you think that J-E-S-U-S's name is Yeshua? And you think Yeshua's name is Hail Zeus? I don't think so. See, we need and receive from my heart. I am not sharing all this in a condemning way. I'm sharing this to bring you information for you to do your research so that you'll understand what Paul was saying when he said, come out from among them and be separate. When John the Revelator said that only those that obey Yahweh's laws and commandments will enter into the kingdom. Paul even said that. And those that are participating in idolatry and referring to the Messiah as Hail Zeus is idolatry, you will not enter into the kingdom. All right? The name of the true Messiah was objectionable to the Greeks and Romans who hated the Judeans or the Jews, the Hebrew people, and so it was deleted from the records and a new name was inserted, IE-SOUS, which means Hail Zeus, now known to Christianity as J-E-S-U-S. And that comes out of a source called the origin of Christianity. It is simply amazing to think all these years, hundreds of years, mankind has been calling the Savior by the wrong name. And if we've been calling the Savior by the wrong name, expecting to receive the Hebraic promise of salvation from the Hebraic Messiah, but we're calling him by a Greek name that means Hail Zeus, that is idolatrous, you're not going to receive what you think you're going to receive from the Hebraic Messiah. It is hard, and I understand this, unless Yahweh just opens your eyes like he did for me. It wasn't hard for me. It wasn't hard for my wife. We saw it in Scripture, and boom, we were off and running. But for many, it's hard to give up the name J-E-S-U-S because it is so deeply ingrained in us and much has been said and done in that name and there's been even miracles in that name. And I'm not saying all those names that Yahweh didn't see your heart and perform those miracles, but I also know that the scripture says that there are lying signs and wonders. And so if the individual was involved in calling upon Hail Zeus, thinking he was calling or she was calling upon Yeshua, 
And but they were calling upon a Roman sun god pagan deity. There is a possibility, and a good one at that, that the miracle that took place was of a lying sign and wonder by the anti Messiah. Something to think about. <clears throat> it is known that the Greek name endings with S-U-S, S-E-U-S, excuse me, and S-O-U-S were attached by the Greeks to the names and geographical areas as means to give honor to their supreme deity, Zeus. And that source is the Dictionary of Christian Lore and Legend by Professor J.C.J. Medford. The Messiah's name was replaced with I-E-S-U-S, which is Greek, Further, the Greek I-E-S-U-S comes from the name Zeus, the ruling god in the Greek pantheon. That source is the Gospel of the Kingdom, True Names, by Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley. Some authorities have spent their entire lives studying the origins the origins of the names believe that J-E-S-U-S actually means Hail Zeus. So there are people that they've dedicated their whole life to this study, and this was their conclusion, that the name J-E-S-U-S actually means Hail Zeus. For I-E-S-O-U-S in Greek is... Hail Zeus, i.e. translates as hail, and S-O-U-S or S-U-S translates as Zeus. The English name Jesus therefore stands etymologically, <laughs> I have a hard time with that one, from Jupiter Zeus, the chief god of the ancient Greek Olympus. So again, you have to ask yourself, why were these names changed by Constantine, by the Roman Church, Catholicism, and by Christianity? And this makes sense why Brother Coster wrote in his book, come out of her, my people, that the name J-E-S-U-S is linked to the Greek sun god Zeus. Alright, so, the traditional Christian church has forgotten and or even rejected her Jewish roots. Many today, they want to be not politically correct, but spiritually correct. So they'll use names of Yeshua. They'll talk about, you know, the Sabbath. But yet they still keep 
Sunday worship unto the deity of the sun gods. They, they will talk about the feast days, but yet they still celebrate the pagan holidays. They will talk about, you know, Yahweh's laws and commandments, but they, they don't honor them. They don't keep them. They don't live according to them. They don't change their life or their ministries or their family's traditions to line up with Yahweh's Torah, instructions, laws, and commandments. All right? So, here's another fact. Later, in similar manner, Pope Alexander VI ordered all copies of the Jewish Talmud destroyed. The Council of the Inquisition required as many Jewish writings as possible to be burned. So what was the church trying to hide? The mass destruction of books included hundreds of copies of the Tanakh or the Old Testament in an attempt by the church to remove rabbinic information about Messiah from the face of the earth. The Inquisition burnt 12,000 volumes of the Talmud. What was the church trying to hide? And there are other many quotes by many different people um, verifying that same information. In order to make previously despised cult of the early Christians acceptable to Constantine, now this is what we need to get, to make, they called the early Hebrew believers a cult, and to make them acceptable to Constantine, the emperor of Rome, the new pagan church fathers had to remove from its teachings certain doctrines which they knew were, objectab were objectable to Constantine. To accomplish this, Certain correctors, get this, get this, get this, certain correctors were appointed whose task it was to rewrite the scriptures, especially the New Testament. And that, <clears throat> that source is from the historical Apollonius versus the mythical Jesus by Dr. R. W. Bernard. Learned men, so-called correctors, were following the church meeting at Nicaea in 325 AD, selected by the church authorities to scrutinize the sacred texts and rewrite them in, accord, in order to correct their meeting in accordance, in accordance with the views of the pagan Roman church that they had just sanctioned. That was by Professor Ebernar, Eberhard Nestel. I mean, if 
Now, what that basically means is they hired people to go through the scriptures and change everything that would that lined up with the Torah, that lined up with Yahweh's laws and commandments, that lined up with Yahweh's name, with Yahshua's name, and to change them, to rewrite them. That's why there's so much confusion when people write, read Paul's writings. They think he's confused. They think he's coming against the law, the Torah, God's laws and commandments. But it's just the opposite. He's enforcing them. But they rewrote it to confuse people. And so that those that were part of the pagan Roman church would accept what their version of Christianity and begin to follow their Savior that they were trying to to sell off as the Hebrew Messiah, but it was actually Zeus. And when they changed his name that meant Hail Zeus, the pagans willingly and readily jumped in. When they said, you can keep celebrating your pagan holidays, we're just changing their names a little bit, they jumped in. Now, if they would have said, no, you can't do that, because the, the law says, the Torah says, Yahweh says, not to do that word to keep these feasts, the Feast of Passover, Feast of Unleavened Bread, so on and so forth, all of Yahweh's feasts, they would have rebelled. And so they submitted to the Roman pagan deities and the new leaders, the new fathers that Rome was raising up. When I learned that about the correctors, that they hired people to go through the scripture to change it, to line up with their views, that they just came up with... Uh, pagan Roman Catholicism views and it's continued all the way to till today except for those that are Torah observant According to Walpole Catholics, that Catholics worship the one where that comes from it's got to be demons listening to this but nonetheless where this comes from is paganism and they came up with these things the Council of Nicaea in 325 A.D. to change things to line up with their view. Not Yahweh's view. Not Yahshua's view when he walked the face of the earth. Not the view of the early believers. They were called correctors. And they corrected everything that did not line up with paganism. The issue is how to transliterate the real name of Yahshua from the Hebrew into English. We certainly don't need to go through Greek and Latin and from Latin to English. Why would anyone want to take a ridiculous route? J-E-S-U-S -S 
is a pagan name. Yahweh is Elohim. Yahshua is the Messiah. It is just that simple. I'm just looking through my notes here. Just trying to give you information that will lead to the Ruach's revelation as you research this out. That when you call upon J-E-S-U-S, you are calling upon the Canaanite Roman sun god Zeus. And if you think that you're going to receive the Hebrew salvation by Yahweh through Yahshua, you are not. Because there is only one name, it says. And it can't be the name J-E-S-U-S or Zeus because that's idolatrous. And the name J-E-S-U-S did not even exist. Even part of it didn't even exist to 325 A.D. The letter J did not exist until the 16th century. So if you have been believing that Jesus is your Savior, you're wrong. You have been seduced and deceived by these same correctors and these, the preachers of this that have been teaching this false gospel. Anything that is not in line with Yahweh's laws and commandments and His Torah, His instructions, and what Yeshua did, and how Yeshua lived, the laws that He kept, the commandments He kept, is a false gospel. Paul said it was another gospel. Don't believe it. He actually said to the Galatians, why have you been so, so easily removed, basically, from the Torah, from Yahweh's laws and commandments, to another name. And see, there were false brethren even then trying to break into, into the body of Messiah. This name, Yahshua, being Hebrew, was objectable, objectionable to the Greeks and the Romans. We said that earlier. Why? Because they hated anything that had to do with the Hebrew Elohim. And so they replaced Yahshua's name with I-E-S-O-U-S, -S, known to us today as J-E-S-U-S, -S, which means Zeus or Jupiter as the, their supreme deity. See, Rome's supreme deity was Jupiter and Zeus. And they worshipped them. And so if you're part of Roman Catholicism, if you're part of Roman Christianity, whether you call it non-denominational, Word of Faith, Pentecostal, Baptist, whatever, you are still part of this Zeus worship. You meet on Sunday. That's the day that was set up way back before Messiah even came as a day for the unconquerable day of the sun to worship 
the sun gods. And Zeus and Jupiter are part of the sun god Babylonian system. And their savior, his name was Zeus. So when you call in upon J-E-S-U-S as your savior, you're literally saying, Hail Zeus. You're literally saying, Zeus is my savior. That's why all these people that say J-E-S-U-S is their savior, they continue in homosexuality. They continue in fornication. They continue in sexual sin. They continue in disobeying Yahweh's laws and commandments. They don't want to hear about the Sabbath. They don't want to hear about the feast days. They don't want to hear about His name. They don't want to hear about anything except that which lines up with their Zeus religion, their Zeus Christianity, their Hail Zeus, do as thou wilt, whatever makes me feel good, Christianity. And we need to come out from among them and be separate. Now, let me just read to you a couple scriptures. Let's start out with Galatians 5. Now, that isn't a to totality. Well, first, let's start with Mark chapter 7. And then we'll go to, J to Galatians 5. That isn't a totality, in-depth, everything there is to know about the name J-E-S-U-S. -S. But at least it's a beginning if you're new to Hebraic roots or if you are in Christianity, Catholicism, and this is confusing to you. Why one group says Jesus and the other group says Yeshua. Remember, Jesus is not Yeshua or Yahshua, and Yahshua is not Jesus. There are two different deities. One is from the Father, and the other is from Son God deities. One will lead you to salvation, and the other will lead you into the lake of fire with all the other idols, idolaters, and sun god worshipers. So one is truth, and one is, is false truth. And if you can just get past the indoctrination that you have been taught by Catholicism and Christianity that the Savior's name is J-E-S-U-S, and you go back to the original Hebraic scriptures that says that to name the son of David, Yahshua, because Yahweh is salvation. In Isaiah, I think it's 42, 
somewhere between 42 and 46, it talks in a few places that Yahweh is salvation, that Yahweh is our Savior. So that lines up with the Hebraic version of the Yahshua is the name of the, of the Savior. J-E-S-U-S, all it lines up with is sun gods, and it didn't even exist. The disciples did not call Yahshua Jesus. The pagans during that day did not call Yahshua Jesus. They called him by his Hebrew name. When Miriam called the little boy Yahshua for supper, she did not call him by a, a, a Greek pagan name because that name did not exist. They were of the Hebrew culture, not a Greek culture. Okay. Matthew 7, verse 7. How be it in vain they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. This is what Yeshua is saying to the Pharisees who are trying to establish the doctrines of men as the doctrines of Yahweh. And this is the same truth to the Christian ministers today. For they lay aside the commandments of Elohim, and they hold on to the traditions of men. Verse 9, he said unto them, Full well you reject the commandments of Yahweh, so that you may keep your own traditions. And then he said in verse 13, that you make the word of Yahweh of none effect through your commandments of men, through your traditions of men. And that's what Paul was saying, that's what Yeshua was saying, Yahshua was saying, and that's what the Torah, Hebraic roots, Messianic movement is saying, that you are making Yahweh's laws and commandments through your false traditions, through the traditions of men that you have elevated, that Christianity has elevated, that paganism, Constantine, through those correctors, elevated as the commandments of Yahweh. Okay, Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. It says in verse 18, in verse 19, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such, like of which I tell you before, as I have told you in the past, you that do certain things shall not inherit the kingdom of Yahweh. And notice in verse 20 is the word idolatry. Read all those things. If you practice these things as a way of life, 
you will not inherit the kingdom of Yahweh and the kingdom of Yahweh includes eternal life with Messiah Yahshua. Now go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. We're hearing the birds just going to town outside here. Chapter 6 and starts in verse 14. It says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And then it says, What agreement does Messiah have with Bilal? And what agreement has the temple of Elohim with idols? For you are the temple of the living Elohim. And as Yahweh has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. I will be their Yahweh and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them. Them who? Them, the Babylonian, pagan, sun god, false brethren, false leaders, false commandments, people that preach and teach and live and walk according to a false gospel. And be separate, saith Yahweh. Who's doing the speaking here? Yahweh is doing the speaking. Yahweh is doing the speaking. And one more scripture before we pray. I believe it's Revelation 21. Revelation 21. It says in verse 7, He that overcomes shall inherit all things. I will be his Elohim and he shall be my son. But the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the whoremongers, that means idolaters, fornicators, the sorcerers, those involved in witchcraft, <clears throat> the idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So we see here that those that are involved in these things, all the things that how the world lives, how many in Christianity lives, how almost all of those in Catholicism lives, they're involved in daily idolatry whether they know it or not, they shall have their part in the lake of fire. Now the good news is, chapter 22, and verse 14, Blessed are they that do His commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and enter in to Yahweh's kingdom, heaven, through the gates into the city called the New Jerusalem that's going to come down from heaven and dwell upon the earth and replace this world that we live in now. So we see through these scriptures and through this teaching 
through these resources. And I encourage you and challenge you, research it. And when you do, at some point, you're going to see that you need to obey Yahweh's laws and commandments that says to come out from among them. It does not say to mix Christianity with Hebraic roots truth. It doesn't say to mix paganism and Zeus teachings and the things that those correctors changed to mix it with Hebraic truth. It doesn't say that. It says you're either for me or against me. You're either obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments and His laws and commandments are upon your heart and in your mind and you're keeping the Sabbath and you're keeping His feast days and when you realize you come short you renounce it and repent of it. Or it doesn't say to mix it but it says come out from among them and be separate. And being separate you may lose friends. You will. You may lose counterparts. People may think you're crazy. Your family may have very little to do with you. I hear very little from very few members of my family. Basically, for the most part, if I don't keep up with them, except for my one nephew, David, none of them reach out. My nephew Bruce used to reach out all the time, but he's passed on. My sister Patty used to reach out all the time, but she's passed on. So nonetheless, aunts, uncles, cousins, nephews, great-nephews, great-nieces, grandchildren, so on and so forth, they don't, they don't have much to do with us. Now prayerfully and thankfully, our son Christopher does. He still reaches out. Talks, day, not daily, but like four or five days a week with Linda. But nonetheless, for the most part, we are familyless outside of my Tor, our Torah family. And for them, I'm eternally grateful because it can be challenging and difficult. So, but those things don't matter. You're willing to obey Yahweh's laws and commandments and to be set apart by the set-apart spirit to the set-apart kingdom to serve the set-apart Yahweh and His set-apart Messiah. You know, I've never been one that's had many friends. So, but for someone that needs to have many friends, they're going to have a real rough time that needs to have family all the time building them up, they're going to have a rough time. But like Linda and I said, we could live on the top of a mountain or on an island in the Caribbean. Preferred the mountain because, you know, we don't eat seafood, all those unclean foods. And I'm not, I like fish once in a while, but not the greatest. But up in the mountain, I'll, I'll eat some venison. I'll, I'll, most of the time we do eat plant-based diet. But once in a while I like a good hamburger, good steak, so on and so forth. But nonetheless, so I pray that this 
helps you. I pray that this reveals to you that Jesus, the person you were taught is the Messiah and His name is J-E-S-U-S. He is not the Yahshua, the Yahshua of the Hebraic Scriptures. He is not the Messiah from Yahweh. But the J-E-S-U-S is a Canaanite sun god deity, and that name means Hail Zeus. And we need to come out from that theology, that teaching, and that false religion. There is only one truth, and that's Yahweh's laws and commandments. It's not even a religion. It's just you and I are simply wanting to obey Yahweh's laws and commandments and do all that He says to do. He says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. So the few of us that gather, we gather from Michigan, we gather from New York, we gather in Florida, some physically and some via um, the Internet. But nonetheless, we gather together, we build each other up, and you're more than welcome to join in. Or to find you, wherever you live, a group of believers that are just simply wanting to obey Yahweh's laws and commandments, learn Yahweh's laws and commandments, and come out from the Hail Zeus false name of the Messiah doctrine and come to the truth of Yah's laws and commandments. So, Father, we just worship you, we praise you, we bless you, we honor you. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding. We thank you, Father, for making a way where there seems to be no way to live faithfully this set-apart life, to obey your laws and commandments. And, Father, those that do not know this, those that are having a hard time, take this word to them, reveal it to them, inspire it within them, Ruach, go to them, and reveal to them Yah and Yahshua. And Father, we just bless you, we honor you, we worship you. If you want to connect with us, you can connect with us at our email, YahwehYahshuaAssembly.com. You can connect with me, Mark Pulley, or Yahweh Yahshua Assembly Facebook page on Facebook. But until next time, may Yahweh bless you, may Yahweh keep you, may Yahweh make His face shine upon you, give you peace, may Yahweh heal you, strengthen you, may Yahweh restore you, and to the people of Ukraine, and to the people of Russia, and to all nations, especially Israel, be restored to Yahweh's laws and commandments, and to come out from among them. And be ye separate, saith Yahweh. Yah bless you.